Eight and a half years ago, Graham Boyd and his brother Roger were farming side by side in Tinnahealy, County Wicklow. Roger and Dairy, Graham and Sheep and Sucklers. Then Graham had an accident on his quad that upended not only his own life, but the lives of everyone around him, including his wife Lillian. Now he is quadriplegic, requiring 90 hours of professional care a week. As of Monday, new regulations for the use of quads come into force to try and prevent others having accidents like his. Graham wanted to tell his story to Countrywide to show how one tiny moment of lapsed concentration can change everything. We were cutting silage, uh, the contractor had arrived and I was heading down to make sure he was in going to the right field. That's when it happened. I wasn't in a particular rush. I think myself that I wasn't going terribly fast. The quad just went up on a bit of a bank and turned over and I'm not 100% sure of what way it went, but it rolled over on top of me and I was lying there on the ground under it. Well, it rolled off me and then it righted itself and just kept on going, left me there. I think I was quite calm about it because I just couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. Probably didn't realise how bad it was there and then. Wouldn't have been much of a bank, the, just the side of a lane, just a, a foot high. So it really didn't take much for it, its centre of balance to end up in the wrong place? No, not, not much at all. Which is worrying, isn't it, when you see the way people throw these things around? We do tend to treat them with a little bit of contempt, I suppose. Did you ever worry, Lily, in the way that you saw him driving around the place on it, or did you think he was a careful driver? He has driven for years and never really had very many accidents, really. Did you? <laughs> well, a few, a few, but nothing ever serious. Nothing yeah. that required hospitalisation. So, I get the impression from the conversation that we're having, though, that you didn't consider yourself a reckless driver. You hadn't done something dangerous. This was all just very ordinary and it resulted in an accident. Pretty much, yeah. It was a routine day, you know, it was, silage was going to be cut, go down and tell them which field to start in. Whatever happened, happened. I imagine it's not like ripples in the water, it's like a bit of a shockwave. It is a bit of a shockwave, <laughs> but it has all the ripples then, because it affects me, our children, you know, Graham's brother and family as well, his mother, everybody oh. has been affected by it. What keeps you smiling? You're a very happy person. I've always been cheery, I think. If something happens, you know, you just pick up the pieces and keep going. And the two of us are a bit like that, I think. Right from day one, it was like, well, he's, you know, in intensive care. Graham's not dead. He's still alive. Let's keep going. Plough on. Well, thank God the accident didn't knock that cheeriness out of you. Because... It it must help, given your circumstances. Yeah, days aren't long enough. That's a great thing to say now. Yeah, yeah. There's just there's too much to do and too many things to see. To what have you learned about yourself that you didn't know about yourself before the accident? I've learned patience. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Why do you need patience? I have to wait 
for someone to help me all the time to, to do pretty much anything. There's some stuff I can do on my own, but the vast bulk of stuff I have to have to have help to do it. Just mundane tasks like brushing your teeth and, and my family in the wider circle would not have considered me a very patient person. <laughs> You're nodding politely there. He was he never had patience really. Um well a little bit maybe. But since this he's totally yeah, accepted it. You are like a bit of a Zen master. You're a person, from the moment I walked into this room, you, you exude a sense of chill and calm about you. If there's something you can do nothing about, then what can you do only accept it and keep going? and Offer yeah, it up, absolutely. Offer, yeah. Uh, you just have to... Life's for living. You just have to keep going. The government coming down tough now on people who are riding around their quads without helmets and without taking the right kind of precautions. Is this the right approach? Well, it'll all help. I'm just not sure it's enough. Who's going to police it? What are the penalties going to be for not complying? Maybe roll bars might be more important. They don't seem to be on the horizon at all. What do you say to those people who are going to be doing exactly the same thing as you, just nipping up the lane to tell a guy what hedge to cut or what field to take silage out of and doing it with a little bit too much haste. It's the most normal and natural thing in the world. Maybe just think again, because like I say, it's not just you you're going to affect, it's everybody around you. (sighs) Days aren't long enough. Isn't that the most incredible thing to say for a man who finds himself in that circumstance? My thanks to both Graham and Lillian Boyd for welcoming me into their home and having that conversation. Uh, Quad safety on farms, obviously a significant cause of concern with 11 recorded fatalities in the last decade. Quads, obviously very handy, but in an attempt to make them safer, these new regulations come into play from Monday. They're going to apply to all work-related use of quads, including on farms. It's going to be enforced by the HSA uh, and there's plenty more information on their website, hsa.ie. It basically boils down to two measures, wearing a helmet, completing a training course. And with, excuse me, Monday's deadline looming on the horizon, farmers, foresters, greenkeepers, gardeners, anybody who uses quad bikes in their work are attending training courses. And Brenda Donoghue went along to TMTS training in Ballyconnell County Cabin and spoke to people on that course. First, Paul McCaughey, the training instructor, took her through the details. We started to run through the pre-start checks, safety checks of the quads, and then we started learning the guys how to drive the quad in level ground. Once we had that done, we were happy. We, we brought it further. We brought them into some rough terrain, so we had them on some slopes, rough terrain, and we had got up and down hills. And then the lastly, the practical part is we learnt the boys how to uh, load them and unload them off a trailer safely. What are the red flags for you in terms of safety? But the most common one that you see when you're doing practice assessment is lack of observation. People not looking where they're going in reverse, driving forward. Sometimes going through a, a muddy area, too slow, gets them stuck. So they have to drive it a, a little bit faster, not too much, but just a little bit. We say to them, it's as slow as possible, but as fast as necessary. Right, gentlemen, what we're going to do now is do the ascending and descending of these steep hills and slopes. I want you all to put on your helmets and make sure they all are fastened correctly. There's a badly fastened helmet. It's no good to anybody. It has to be fastened correctly on your head. We think about our own safety. Paul, what do the specs and new helmets have to be at? 
all these helmets have to be a ATV or motorcycle approved helmet. It has to be the fishing BS numbers or EN rated numbers on them. So we're in the practical assessment area and we have the quad and we have the diggers and we have the whole lot and the course is ongoing in the background. Get yourself onto the bike nice and steady. Look at the slope, look for any obstacles, make sure you have a good runoff. What is your name, sir, and why are you here today? I'm Aidan, I'm from Cavan, I am Suckland Farman. I've been using the quad since 1999. It kind of replaces a tractor on the farm and we're here to try and get our cert and probably learn something along the way and we've learned quite a bit here today. Different things as regards the actual the workings of the quad on steep slopes. We're in Cavan which is a drumlin country there's always either a hill or a hollow so it's perfect for that kind of work. Uh, Paul is teaching us today exactly how to use your body to make the quad that bit safer to, to operate in and what I found with the quad was if you have a bull with the with the sucklers or with the animals it's always that bit safer to be on the quad. I never check cattle on feet. I always go on the quad but in general farming has gone very very hazardous it's the most dangerous job in the country every course that that's available i think it's well worthwhile doing it because you'll always learn something <laughs> uh, my name's james griffin <laughs> not a cavern accent james no not at all i'm essex boy i'm afraid from essex to cavern explain well i married an irish lass and so so we moved back to back to ireland because she wanted to be back in the home country basically and it is the best move we ever made and now I'm here getting my skills up with quad bikes to take us forward in, in forestry. That's what we're using them for at the moment. So you work for a forestry company, that's why you're here? Yeah, we, um, Vion is the company that I work for. Currently I'm, I'm getting crew together to reforest areas in the west. What trees are you planting? Anything. Um, Cicla spruce is obviously a common forestry tree, but we're going for native broadleaf species as well. This machine this is our tool this is our kind of workhorse our mule to pull all our young trees around the, the hills and the woods to to get them into where we need to be that way the guys aren't breaking their backs carrying stuff up the mountains and with the help of Paul I'm not breaking my back falling off of it you know so <laughs> it's getting it's just getting the skills up to do the job safely so I've got industries because I, I love them but also now getting out and replanting is is a wonderful thing it, it really is so now we've got a throttle, we have to make sure this is working and it's working freely. Give that a couple of presses. Alright, always make sure the throttle comes back into its idle position. What's your name? Michael Heary. Michael, you're from Cavan. Yeah, Ballycon, Templeport Proud. You're a farmer? Yes. Tell me about your farm. Farm with 120 acres, 100 odd beef cattle at the moment. Was dairying for years. I had no staff, no help. No so you couldn't get staff? No, my children were reared and they had all good jobs and I said I'm not going to tie them down to it, so I let them at it. Was that an emotional decision nearly going from dairy to beef? It probably was. Like when you're 40 years doing one thing, you find another challenge. And I wanted an easier challenge and my wife had retired and I said, well, I'm going to retire too, so that was it. Tears were shed, but look at we're here and we're here, thank God. And you're getting your certification for the quad. Do you use a quad in the farm? I have a quad for the last 20 years. Can you remember your first one? Yes. A nice little Suzuki 250. Brilliant little quad. Two-wheel drive. All I needed, gathering up cows, gathering up cattle. Do you find a quad essential to get around yes, the farm Yes, I'm now? not able to walk anymore. I have issues with my hips and knees. They're going to have to be removed at some stage in the not-too-distant future, and I'm looking forward to it. The vast majority of the farm is half a mile from the house, and I'm not fit for walking a half a mile every day or twice a day, so that's it. Quad goes there and brings me back, so I'm happy.
Right on. Now, we've come to the end of our practical tests and our practical assessments. I hope everybody uh, uses their quad as versatile as they can. It's going to leave life a lot easier for people, and I wish you all the best. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, indeed. Paul McCaughey ending Brenda's report.